We are in Yavamos Nun Amabez 50b1 in the Art Scroll Gemara. We are in the middle of this long Mishnah. This is the only Mishnah for the entire chapter, for the entire parak. And the Gemara will comment on this Mishnah for the rest of the parak. And we are in the middle of the Mishnah. At the very beginning of the Mishnah mentioned a dispute, a machlokas between Rabbi Gamlil and the Chachamim. About what happens in a case, in the following case, and our Mishnah will be discussing this case. For the most part, what happens if Ruvain is the live brother? He had a brother, Shimon, who passed away without any children, and he was married to two women. He was married to Rachel, and he was married to Leah. Rachel and Leah are not related, other than the fact that they are co-wives. They are tsaros. Um, and now Ruvain has the option of doing Yibam or Chalitza with either Rachel or Leah. But the truth is, is that he also has the option of doing the rabbinic form of Yibam or of Chalitza, which is either Ma'amar, which is <coughs> either the giving of a ring, or giving a marriage document, or by giving a get for Chalitza. Uh, giving a get is giving a divorce document. Chalitza is not a divorce document, it's a whole process, which we'll, we will explain uh, later in the Masechta, uh, but those are the options. He has four different options, and everybody agrees that if you do Chalitza or Yibam to one, so then anything that you do to the other one is has no halacha significant. It's as if, if I were to do chalitza to some random person on the street, or give a get, a divorce document to some random person on the street, it has no halacha significance because I don't have that type of relationship with that person. So the same thing would be true if Ruben did yibum or chalitza with Rachel, so then he no longer has any connection with Leah. And if he were to do anything with Leah, whatever it is, ma'amar, um, chalitza, get, whatever it is, it wouldn't have any halachic significance. That everybody agrees to. Where they disagree is what happens if instead of doing a Torah a, a Torah ramification of chalitza or yibam, uh, Ruvain only did a rabbinic one, meaning either a get or ma'amar, either the giving of a divorce document or, let's say, the giving of a ring, which wouldn't be a form of yibam on a biblical level, but it would accomplish something on a rabbinic level. Um, so the question is, let's say Ruvain did that to Rachel, uh, so then what happens if, let's say he gave a get to Rachel, what happens if he then does something else to Leah? Is there any halachic significance to that? Uh, so Rabbi Gamliel is of the opinion that no, there is no halachic significance to that, that once you give a get, even if it's just on a rabbinic level, and one gives a get to Rachel, so then whatever happens with Leah doesn't have, uh, it doesn't matter anymore. Um, and that's the opinion of Rabbi Gamliel. The Gemara will try to, uh, in the future, will try to understand this position of Rabbi Gamliel. However, the Chachamim, the Chachamim argue and they say no. They're, because it's only on a rabbinic level, so then there still is, on a biblical level, it's like you did nothing. And it would have ramifications for Leah. If you gave it gets Rachel, so still if you do something with Leah, so then that would have halachic significance. Because on a biblical level, level it's as if nothing happened. Um, and that is the position of the Chachamim. And the Mishnah now will go through the 16 different cases, 16 different permutations of uh, doing Mamar first, let's say, to Rachel, and then doing any of the other four to Leah, or giving a get to Rachel, and then any of the other four to Leah, or Chalitza to Rachel, and then any of the four to Leah, or Yibam to Rachel, and then any of the four to Leah. That is essentially the structure of the Mishnah. It will go through all 16 different cases to explain the position of the Chachamim. So again, this is not an explanation of Rabban Gamliel, who argues, but this will follow the position of the Chachamim. So what does the Mishnah say? This is on the top of Nenom Abiz. 
אחס יבמה ואחס אחס ליבם אחד ואחס שתי יבמה ליבם אחד כיצד that we just explained the rules when it comes to when it's just Reuven and just Rachel now we'll discuss how does it apply when you have Reuven and then Shimon passed away and he was married to both Rachel and to Leah so the Mishnah goes through all 16 cases so first it discusses what happens if you did Ma'amar first to Rachel so Reuven gave let's say a ring to Rachel so it does not fulfill anything on a biblical level and it's a, it's, uh, it fulfills something on a rabbinic level. So what happens if he did mamar? Asa mamar, bazu mamar, bazu. So let's say he did mamar to Rachel. And then he did mamar to Leah. So the law is, Tzrichos shtei gitin v'chalitza. Once you do mamar to one, so then you are not allowed to do mamar to the other. You're not allowed to do mamar to the other, even though it's on a rabbinic level, because there's a concept that you could only have that type of relationship, he only builds one uh, house and one relationship, and therefore he's not allowed to do mamar to the other. Once he does mamar to the other, uh, so then he's not allowed to do that. That was not allowed. And so therefore he needs a get. Anytime you do mamar, a rabbinic form of yibum, you then always need a get. It doesn't work just to do chalitza, even though Chalitza works on a biblical level. Anytime you do mamar, you then need a get to undo that. You did a rabbinic form of the marriage, you then need the rabbinic form of a divorce with a get. So we need a get for the person that you did mamar to, the second person. And you now that you gave a get, so then there's also a concept that once, you, once you've rejected Leah, essentially, Reuven now has to give a get to Leah. He also has to give a get to Rachel because both of them uh, require a get. He's not able to do yibum with any of them. He's not able to do yibum with any of them because both of them are a problem because he fell into this uh, hole of not being able to do yibum because he did mamar to both. And you're not allowed to do mamar to both. So you have to give a get uh, to both of them. Ve'chalitza. So once he gives a get to both of them to sort of undo the the mamar, to counteract the mamar, the rabbinic engagement, so now he has to give a chalitza to one once he gives chalitza to one, so then that exempts the co-wife. And that is how Rashi explains that case. That's case number one. Case number two. Mamar bezu v'get lezu. So let's say he did mamar to Rachel. Reuben did mamar to Rachel. The rabbinic form of Yibum. And then he gave a get to Leah. So tricha get v'chalitza. Since he gave a get to Leah, which is a rabbinic form of a divorce, of chalitza, so now he's no longer able to uh, do yibam because once a person there's a concept as we mentioned before that once a person gives a get so then he's not allowed to do yibam with anybody just like when a person does chalitza he's not allowed to do yibam afterwards with anybody so too when he gives a get he's not allowed to do yibam with anybody so therefore he has to give a get to the to Rachel who he did mamar with he had a rabbinic engagement so he has to give a get the divorce document and then he also has to do chalitza with one of them same idea Case number three, Mamar Bazu Balazu. Let's say he did Mamar to one, to Rachel, Reuven did Mamar to Rachel, and then he did Yibam to Leah. He did Yibam. He didn't even do Mamar, he just did Yibam to Leah. Trichol Shnei Gitin Vechalitza. So this is an interesting case. This is a Biapsula. He was not allowed to do Yibam. He was not allowed to do Yibam because he did Mamar first with Rachel. Once you do Mamar with Rachel, you are not allowed to do Yibam with Leah. He went ahead and he did Yibam with Leah anyways. So the rule is that we need to give a get. For the yibum, because that's it's not a it's it's a violation to stay married. You're not allowed to stay married, uh, but you also have to give a get to the one that you did mamar with, both to Rachel and to Leah. You have to give a get. 
but you might think that maybe you don't have to do chalitza because you already did yibum. The answer is no. We still require chalitza because this is a what's referred to as a biapsula. You did yibum uh, when you weren't allowed to do yibum. It's a biapsula, so therefore you also have to do chalitza. There's a requirement to do chalitza in that case. So you give a get to both Rachel and Talaya, and then in addition to that, you have to do chalitza with one of them. And finally, case number four, the last case of Mamar. Mamar, Bazu, Vachal, Tazu. Let's say you did Mamar, Ruben, and Rachel did Mamar, and then Ruben did chalitza with Leia. Once you did chalitza with Leia, so then we say, Harishona, Tzrichaget. Once you do chalitza, so then that's, uh, that's all that has to take place. Chalitza works on the biblical level. However, because Ruben did Mamar with Rachel, a rabbinic form of engagement, so therefore we require a get to Rachel. Ruben would have to give a get. Uh, to Rachel to counteract the rabbinic engagement. Those are the first four cases. So now we have a second set of four cases with regards to what happens if you give a get first to Rachel. And it's going to go through all the 16 cases. So case number five now. We're up to number five. Get lezu get lezu. Let's say Reuben gives a get to Rachel and then he gives a get to uh, Leah. So chalitza. So since he gave a get to both, they still require chalitza. It's okay, it's fine. So he gave a get to both, but we still require chalitza to one of them. You only have to give a chalitza to one of them. Uh, the get is still, that you gave to both, still has ramifications because it's we're within the position of the chachamim that if you give a get to both Rachel and to Leah, you are, let's say, forbidden to each, both of their relatives. Um, uh, but you still, you only have to do chalitza to one of them. What happens if it's as follows? Case number six. Get lezu ubal azu. Let's say you give a get to Rachel, and then after you give a get to Rachel, which is the rabbinic form of chalitza, ubal azu, and then you do yibum. You're not allowed to do yibum, but you do yibum to Leah. The reason why you're not allowed to do yibum is because once you go down the path of saying that I'm not going, I'm doing a quasi form of chalitza by giving a get, you are no longer able to do yibum even with even with Leah. You did give a get to Rachel, you're still not allowed to do yibum with Leah. You went ahead and you did yibum. So then, in such a case, we say you need to give a get because it's a biapsula. You were not allowed to do, yib- do yibum uh, because it was forbidden. So you have to give a get, a divorce document, to get rid of that relationship. And also, you have to do chalitza. So this chalitza still has to take place because since it was a biapsula, it was an improper form of yibum, we now require chalitza on a rabbinic level. Case number seven, get lazu umamar bazu. So what happens if you give a get? Again, you're giving a get to Rachel first, and then you do ma'amar to Leah. So it's the same thing, tricha get v'chalitza. In that case, we also require a get, because the ma'amar was not allowed to be done, because you already gave a get, and a get shows that you're not interested in doing any yibam. So you did ma'amar, you need to give a get, uh, all to the person that you did ma'amar with, and then also you have to do chalitza. You always have to do chalitza uh, to, uh, to finish the chalitza. Get lezu v'chal tzuzu. What happens if you gave a get to Rachel and then did chalitza with Leah? So you don't have to do anything. It's fine. You don't have to do anything because you did chalitza to Leah. So once you do chalitza to Leah, so then you don't have to do anything else. And, and that is fine. So now we have cases uh, 9. Now we're up to... Uh, 9, 10, 11, and 12, and it's going to go a little faster because we're dealing with chalitza here. What happened if we first do chalitza? So Reuven does chalitza with Rachel first. So he first does chalitza with Rachel, chalatz. And then with Leah, he does any of the other four. It doesn't make a difference. It's going to be the same law. 
let's say he does either one of them. Chalitza with Leia, he does Yibum with Leia, he does Mamar with Leia, he gives a get to Leia. Doesn't make a difference, as we will see. Once he does Chalitza to the, everyone agrees to this, once you do Chalitza to Rachel, so then everything else is insignificant. It doesn't make any difference. The same thing is true in the next case. Obal, these are now cases um, 13, 14, 15, and 16. Let's say you, you did Yibum to Rachel first, and then you ended up doing Yibum to Leia. You have marital relations with Leia, or sexual relations. Not in the context of marriage. Or let's say um, you did Yibam with Rachel and then you do Mama with Leia or you give a get to Leia or you do Chalitza with Leia. This too. We say for all these cases, whether it's if you do Chalitza or Yibam first, so then anything you do with Leia is viewed as halachically meaningless because you've already either done Yibam and completed the, the Zika. Or you did a chalitza and there's no longer any zika, so you have no relationship anymore, and no significant relationship with Leia, so you don't have to do anything with regards to Leia, both in both cases when you do chalitza first with Rachel or with Leia. The Mishnah continues and expands upon one more point. It says, All these rules that we discussed, we discussed the case where Ruvain is doing Yibam Rechalitza, and there are two co-wives that are the potential uh, people that he's doing Yibam Rechalitza with. It's either Rachel or Leah. The same thing would be true if it's flipped. Let's say there's only one wife to Shimon. Uh, the Shimon is the one who passed away. So let's say there's only Rachel, but there are two brothers. There are two brothers, uh, let's say, Ruvain and Levi. Ruvain and Levi are the two brothers. And so what happens if Ruvain does one thing to Rachel, with Rachel first, and then Levi, the other brother, does something afterwards? So the same ruling would apply. Whatever we said before would also apply in that case as well. The Mishnah now repeats a certain concept and idea that we had before, that we explained before. However, we'll see that the reason why it's mentioning it here is because Reb Nechemia argues. Reb Nechemia argues on this uh, on this Mishnah, uh, and we explain it. So he repeats it. It says Chalatz v'asam mamer nasin get ubal ubal v'asam mamer nasin get v'chalatz in achar chelit zeklam bein b'tchila bein b'etz bein b'so. Essentially, the Mishnah repeats itself and says, when it comes to Chalitza, once you do Chalitza, you don't have to do anything else. Once you do Chalitza, you don't have to do anything else. Um, even if you do something with, let's say you did Chalitza with Rachel, you don't have to do it. Even if you ended up doing Mama or giving a get to Talaya, it has a, no halachic significance because you fulfilled on a biblical level, you already fulfilled uh, Chalitza, you no longer have any connection to any of the other co-wives, uh, and so therefore, anything that you do is meaningless. It's as if I were to go on the street and just do chalitza or mamar with some uh, random person. It wouldn't have any significance. However, this opinion says that when it comes to doing yibum, it's true. If I were to do yibum first, if Reuben does yibum first to Rachel, so then anything that happens after that has no halachic significance. Whatever happens with Leah after that doesn't have any halachic significance. Uh, because you already did yibum, and yibum is on a biblical level. You completed it on a biblical level. However... Says the Tanakhama, says the first opinion, let's say Yibam is not done first, but let's say Yibam is done second. If Yibam is done second, so then that still requires something. Because let's say you did Mamar to Rachel, and then you did Yibam to Leah. So what we said earlier is that if you do Yibam to Leah, we still require a get. Because on a rabbinic level, this was not allowed. It's what we refer to as Bia Psula. So according to this first position, whenever there's a case of Bia Psula, a Bia, a Yibam which was not allowed, it was not allowed because... Uh, 
we already made it, you already did Mamar, you already created a scenario where you did Mamar to Rachel, now you're not allowed to do anything with Leah. You went ahead and you did Yibam with Leah, that's not allowed, that's a Biyapsula, because it's a Biyapsula, so we say Yeshacharakwim. What that means is that we view it as though the Bia didn't really even take place. You have to give a get to to remove that marriage. So you have to give a get. You have to give a divorce document because they're not allowed to remain married uh, because he already, Ruven already did something with Rachel. He really he already uh, did Mama or gave a get to Rachel. So now he's not allowed to do Yibam to Leah. So they have to get divorced. But not only that, we view it as though there's still the Zika bond. On a rabbinic level, we still view it as though there's still the Zika bond uh, such that if he does anything else, let's say to a third, a third co-wife, uh, it would have halachic significance because we still view it as though the zika is there. Even though yibam in general removes the zika, that's only true if it's done right away. But if it's done in a scenario where you're not allowed to do yibam, so then uh, we view it as though the zika is still there. The yibam didn't get rid of the zika on a rabbinic level. That is the position of the Tanakhama, and that's also how we read the Mishnah until now. Rabbi Nechemia argues, and this is the last point of the Mishnah. Rabbi Nechemia Omer, Rabbi Nechemia argues, Achas bi'ilav, achas chalitza, Rabbi Nechemia argues, and he says, in a case of Biapsul, in a case where you did Yibam when you weren't allowed to do Yibam, you weren't allowed to do Yibam because you already did Ma'amar, you gave a get to Rachel, and then you did Yibam to Leah, you weren't allowed to do Yibam. So the first opinion said that it's as if Yibam never took place, and on a rabbinic level, it's still like there's Zika there. However, Rabbi argues, Rabbi says, no, even in that case where you weren't supposed to do Yibam, you weren't allowed to do Yibam, because on a rabbinic level, once you did Mamar with Rachel, you can't do Yibam with Leah. Nevertheless, once you do Yibam, so that that gets rid of all of the Zika. Nothing happens after you do Yibam, and it gets rid of all of the Zika, and there will be no halacha significance if Ruvain uh, did anything else with, let's say, Rachel or with a third sister, it wouldn't it wouldn't uh, accomplish anything. Because once you do Yibam, according to Rabbi even if it's a Yibam, which is not allowed, it would be uh, viewed as uh, removing the Zika, and then it, anything you do with anybody else, any of the other co-wives, uh, would not have any halachic significance. So these are the, all the different cases in the Mishnah. It is a complicated Mishnah to keep everything in your mind about the different types of uh, scenarios and situations, uh, but that's that. Those are the sixteen cases of the Mishnah and this dispute between the Tanakhama, the first opinion, and Rabbi Nachman. The Gemara will elaborate and explain upon uh, these ideas.